Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Another happy pod. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us to the second episode of Another Happy Pod, the podcast where we try and talk about the positive things uh, in movies instead of just having a shit pick all over some of the movies. Uh, we're joined by Nathan. Say hello, Nathan. <laughs> we're joined by Nathan, are we? Hello. We are joined by Nathan. We are. We're also joined by Lawrence. Hello, Lawrence. <laughs> hello, Nathan. Thank you for such um, uh, such a well-received first episode. We've hit number one on Spotify and iTunes, uh, so that's an incredible <laughs> feat. Um, that's amazing, yeah. Thank you very much, guys. We're totally not recording this immediately after the first one. No, so, but it, yeah. the first one's immediately, despite not being edited or posted, it's blown up. Um, it's and huge. We've, we've now gone global, so... Um, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so if anyone wants to sponsor us... Um, That'd be great. Uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash, um, what's the name of it? Another happy pod. There we go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a glowing endorsement right there. <laughs> uh, one of the co-creators can't remember the name of the podcast that he's hosting currently. Right, today we're going to be talking about uh, The World's End, the third installment in the Cornetto trilogy. Um, the third and final. Is... It's a weird choice to go with the last installment for the first one we do, but hey, that's what you get. We, me and Nathan planning this podcast came up with a list of uh, thing, uh, films that you know aren't the, the most well-received, but we still thoroughly enjoy. And this is definitely up there on the list. Okay, um, so I was on the phone to Nathan and asked him what he uh, thought of The World's End, but he refused to tell me on air, so I'm going to ask that question uh, from the get-go. Nathan, what did you think about this movie? Uh, the World's End. I hadn't seen this uh, since... It first came out, which I think was in like 2013, 2014, I think. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so this was, it had been quite a while for me. So and I remember the first time I watched it. I liked it, but I think compared to the other two in the Free Flavors trilogy, I was just a bit, yeah, yeah, it was okay. It, wasn't, it definitely wasn't the best. Um, I still think uh, Hot Fuzz is the best one in yeah. the trilogy. Um, but that being said... I really enjoyed watching this. 
I had a really good time watching I'm, this last I'm night. I'm quite envious because you're in the position where you haven't seen this film for what, how many years? When did you say it was the last time you saw it? About seven years. Bloody hell! So that's you're in you're in the good position where the jokes are still going to feel very fresh, um, and you probably didn't remember a thing about it other than the fact that it's got aliens in it, right? I remembered enough. I, I knew like the vague outline of the plot and everything like that, so I remembered enough. Um, but yeah, all the jokes and all the little stuff like that it was all pretty much brand new. So yeah, that was really good. Fair enough. It's still, I think, better and more creative than most mainstream comedies that are coming out a decade later than it. Oh, 100%. 100%. It is incredibly... I mean, and this is due to, obviously, it's Edgar Wright, who's just an incredible filmmaker. And and what he seems to do in these movies, particularly in the, in the Free Flavors trilogy, is he will pretty much lay out the entire movie in, like, the first five or ten minutes. Oh, he does that, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he will tell you exactly what's going to happen within just like the opening scene alone and and it's great one of my um that's actually that's a point that i wanted to mention the the edgar wright has got such a unique talent for opening movies like if you look back at Shaun of the dead it has the um the kind of the zombies bopping their heads uh, and it plays that little uh that little song it's like more of like a little jingle uh but he plays it on a loop and yeah. it's, it's really interesting for an opening for a zombie film um hot fuzz has the like ridiculously over the top uh bad boys-esque montage of um Simon Pegg being like the best police officer in the entire service um and this film uh kind of goes in a similar vibe to Hot Fuzz where they basically just show a very very long montage of the best night of their lives as it's being narrated by Simon Pegg which is great like I I really enjoyed that sequence in itself. Well, they yeah, they open it up with the the night that was the night from the eighties or the nineties, I think actually, of the Golden Mile, the pub crawl, and and that's great. But again, it does that thing which Edgar Wright just somehow I don't know how he does it, but it, the way he can just tell you exactly what's going to happen, and and I think remember watching this movie like for the first time back seven years ago, I because I was familiar with Edgar Wright's style back then, I knew like this was going to go a certain way, like it was going to relate back to this. But even so, it was still so interesting to see, to essentially get, to have Edgar Wright give you this roadmap of what was about to come. And that just makes it even more fun when you get to those moments later on in the movie. Like when he's, like Simon Pegg is talking about how uh, Oman didn't make it that far, how he he ended up on a bench or something and they carried on with the rest of the night. And that's exactly when it happens throughout the movie as well one of the one of the main things that are like kind of got me when simon Pegg and the rest of the gang kind of get to their bed and breakfast wherever they're staying um she says oh what what are you doing yeah. here and the first thing he says to her is we're here to get annihilated <laughs> which is um oh, which yeah. is ridiculous <laughs> and so on the nose and um some of the shots that are in that fl- the opening flashback sequence are perfectly recreated with their older selves um later on in the movie oh yeah like the where he does like the knockador run thing as well yeah which is which is great yeah. but um yeah i think like i say, the opening was brilliant but then obviously the opening is only the opening you've kind of got to make the impression and the the thing that kind of i really enjoyed about this is the immediate hard cut from the ridiculously expository opening section uh was the complete hard cut to gary in his aa meeting and it and it kind of you you realize oh yeah obviously this is how this guy grew up because he sounds like such a dick um, yeah and then you kind of go 
it's that moment where he's completely content being who he is. And then the one guy says, oh, that must have kind of annoyed you. You didn't get to all fit. You, get, you didn't get to finish all the pubs. And, and then in that moment alone, you know, oh, so that, that's the plot of this movie. It, it sets it up so perfectly. What I like about that moment is at first he just shrugs it off. It's like, no, why would I let it bother me? But then you just see it on his face. You just see that thought eaten away at him. And you just see, like, he, in his head at that moment, he, he's fucking distraught because he realizes he needs to go back and finish it. Yeah, and it's like he's, he's built his entire, like, his, he's built his entire personality off of that one night. And he, and then he realizes, oh, yeah, it, exactly. You know, in everyone else's eyes, it's incomplete. Later on in the movie, he says it was the best night of his life. Like it never got better than yeah, that oh night. Oh god, he does, um, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah, and the fact that he never finished it, obviously, that's eating away at him. So, what one thing I wanted to um, bring up as well. Um, so, in these movies, in the Free Flavors movies, it's always been the uh, that Simon Peck is the more straight laced oh, one, yeah. the more together one. And then Nick Frost is the more goofy comic relief sort of one. I'm so glad you said that. That was switched here. That's in my, in my notes. Yeah. Um, it literally reads, it was really nice this film made the choice to flip the dynamic between Nick and uh, Simon um, with Simon yeah. for once playing the useless idiot. And it did it really well as well. Like they, even though you'd seen them in other roles where they, where they are reversed, essentially, they still managed to really pull it off where... Like you said, Gary King, he's an absolute dickhead. Yeah, he's clearly got problems. He's clearly got massive issues going on. But I wouldn't want to be friends with him at all. No, he seems like a terrible person. And they and they set that up so nice as well. Like everyone, the one thing I really liked was without fail, every single person he speaks to before he meets, um, uh, before he meets Andy's character, uh, played by Nick Frost, uh, yeah. says, "Did is Andy coming? How did you get Andy there?" And then when you figure out, it's, it's, yeah. I think it's about half an hour before the end of the movie, you finally figure out why Andy hates him um, and dis- has despised him and has ignored him for so many years. And it's and you 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 completely on his side. You are you are because there are because before that there's a lot of the moment a lot of moments in the movie where I don't want to say Andy has been unnecessarily harsh to him because he does fully deserve it. But there are just moments where you were just like, all right, come on, he's he's up a little bit because he's just fully like angry with him from the oh he's going at him from the from the get-go then, yeah yeah but then when you find out why that really makes sense though it's a moment where kind of every single time you start to feel sorry for gary king um you, the, the film yeah. leaves you there edgar wright makes a really like clever choice to leave you there just long enough that you go oh man but he's trying to get the gang back together like he just he's obviously got some issues like you said and he just kind of wants to be with his mates again and then every single time you have that moment, about thirty seconds later, Gary King himself just ruins it. Like he he does another dickish thing. Uh, oh, I was going to say because uh, this movie usually is well in the three flavors it is just Simon and Nick um, as the main two, but this one it's a little bit different because there's five of them altogether. What did you think of the cast of the of the others? Uh, I really liked it. So. Um, a couple of years back, I uh, it took me years and years after I'd first seen these movies to watch it. Um, but a couple of years ago, it was only then that I figured out that the guy that plays Stephen is one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz. Um, he is. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I is. didn't know that. Which in, I, and he's playing to be to my credit, he's playing very different characters. <laughs> so, um, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I really liked him, and I, I liked that they weren't just 
Simon Pegg's mates, like when when um, Gary King wasn't on the screen, they were having conversations, and you could see that they had their own dynamics, and they were very they weren't. Where whereas in in um, like my issue with Shaun of the Dead, um, not that I have many issues with that film, is that everyone in there relates to Shaun. Like, and they just have kind of yeah. exclusive relationships with Sean or with someone very important to Sean. Um, whereas in this That's movie, the characters yeah. feel extremely real, um, which is really hard to pull off in a comedy, especially for one that's kind of as quick and witty as this is. But the dialogue flows so well between them. So I really enjoyed the kind of inclusion of more characters. Yeah, I did too. I think my favorite was uh, Pete. Um, I can't remember <laughs> the name of the actor who plays it. Uh, I, I know, he's actually in a, another film. Another film I want to talk about is Filth, and he's in that. Um, he's a brilliant actor. He's so he's good. Like, yeah. The more like weedy, more innocent kind of one. Like, like at a certain point in the movie, you find out he's like really horrendously bullied by this one person uh, back when he was in high school and everything like that. Um, but I just love as as the movie goes on and on, and he's, as he gets more and more drunk, he just comes out of his shell more yeah, and more. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um, and there's one moment, I can't remember the exact line, but there's one moment um, where Simon, where Gary King is talking about. Uh, I think it's something to do with having made out with a marmalade sandwich in the nightclub or something like that. Uh, I can't remember the exact line he says, but then Pete just goes, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> oh yes yeah 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 yeah. it's it's that i think he's literally just spoken about um having sex with uh one of those girls and um yeah he's judging gary in their own way and then out of nowhere he's he just outlandishly high fives him <laughs> uh, which is great <laughs> he does he's a great character also he like to the he he comes out of his show um more so when he um he essentially knows that this guy is a blank. Yeah. Uh, his bully um, that he encounters um, his, that as a grown adult. He knows he's a blank. And essentially, I think I thought it was quite a moving moment um, where he essentially sacrifices himself just for the chance yeah, to beat the does. shit out of this guy. Or at least yeah. someone that looks like him. And that is a good moment. Um, which yeah. was great, which uh, I really enjoyed. He's, um, he's in Deadpool 2 as well. Is he? Who does he play in Deadpool 2? Yeah, he's the... He's the... Uh, you know, there's like that school where they torture the kid. He's the head teacher at that school. Oh, Christ. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, God. I, yeah. ha- I haven't seen Deadpool 2 in a long while. I need to... Yeah, me neither. I need to refresh but my uh, memory. I think uh, I think, as, I think they're all in all of the Free Flavors movies as well. I know Martin Freeman certainly is. Um, um, yeah, because he's, he's uh, in the very opening bit of Hot Fuzz, isn't he? He's... Yeah, well, in the end, yeah, he's one of the police officers. Um, yeah. And then he's in the other group in Shaun of the Dead as well. Oh, like the mirrored group, yeah. That yeah, he's the, the other Shaun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I really, really liked about this movie, and it's there from the get-go, um, I don't know what it is. I think this is... I don't think it's got the strongest story out of all of the Cornetto trilogy, but I think it's got the best script. Um, the, the amount of one-liners and little tiny excuses for jokes that are in this film throughout yeah. there's pretty much one every 10 seconds like it oh it's so good it's so so witty i wrote one of them down just because it made me laugh so much uh it's towards towards the end of the movie when they're in the world's end um and bill nighy is the voice of the the network <laughs> um 
<laughs> just Simon Pegg's line when he's just so drunk and they're just they're just fed up of everything that is going on. He just shouts, "Oh fuck off, you big lamp!" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, oh, I love that. I actually considered writing that one down, but I did. I did write another one down um, where the uh, it's uh, Nick Frost character. Everyone gets a pint, but he gets uh, a pint of tap water. Um, yeah. And then they're all sat at the table, and obviously Simon Pegg was uh, annoyed by this, um, and he. And he goes, a man of your stature drinking fucking rain, um, which just <laughs> yeah. it just got me. Um, I think drinking I think I genuinely rain. think right. The next thing I'm about to say is probably the best joke out of all three of those movies. Um, yeah, just I don't know why it just gets me uh, every single time. Um, where uh, they said Gary's gone for a poo at the services, or Gary's gone for a piss at the services, and then uh, Martin Freeman goes, yeah, well, if it is a piss, and then and then puts his um finger to his nose like he's sniffing cocaine um and then pete uh pete goes poo (laughs) (laughs) and it just i don't know why it gets me but every single time without fail it cracks me up um i don't think i picked up on that oh wow yeah it's brilliant because obviously he goes to sniff and he everyone knows that that's kind of the universal symbol for someone's probably doing some cocaine um, yeah, but yeah, and then he Pete nods in understanding, gives it that perfect amount of time of, of comedic timing to pass, and then goes poo. And it's, <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's so so funny. Uh, what did you think of um, of Rosamund Pike as well? You know what? Like this movie, I kind of really um, obviously I've got I've grown to know her work uh, as I've got older, um, and she's a very very impressive actress. I'm surprised that she actually was in this, um, but the, she's brilliant. Like she. She's really good. She, yeah. yeah, she's everything she needs to be. And the, I don't know why, but the little aspects of like giving her just something always to say, like she, every single scene I think she's in, she says, oh, crumbs at least once. Oh, crumbs. Um, yeah, I loved that. And it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, so she plays it so well. And obviously I think Edgar Wright knew when he was writing the character that it's, she's, she's not got much to do. So he needs to make the most out of her in every scene she's in. Um, and it really, yeah. and it really, really shows like, um, was it the the one line that she's got? She delivers perfectly. Where uh, Gary King goes, at least we've always got the disabled. Though speaking about their time <laughs> when they had sex in a disabled toilet, um, and she yeah. she kind of just nods and goes, "Yep, we've always got the disabled." <laughs> and it's and it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, I think overall, I I genuinely think this this movie out of all three of them is probably one of the wittiest and funniest for like laugh out loud jokes. Uh, which is probably not uh, a popular take, but no, you might you might be right. I've not seen the other two in a while, um, and and Hot Fuzz has always been my favourite, um, just because of the absurdity of it. And I do want to talk about that movie at some point. But um, like like I said, I was quite surprised because I always thought of it as the lesser of the three. Um, but yeah, had a really really good time watching it last night. Uh, one thing I wanted to go through as well is I got a list here of the pub names. Okay, right. <laughs> because that's Edgar Wright, he's a clever man. Yeah. Um and we'll just we'll go through what these means. Okay, yeah, please. I've I've always wanted to dissect this, but I've never have. So the first post, uh so I think that's just pretty obvious. It's the first one, the first stop that they go to. Yeah. Would you agree? I'd I'd agree, yeah. The second one is the old familiar. I I mean that's pretty obviously because it's the exact same interior as as the first one. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because they, it's a chain thing, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, then the next one they go to is the famous cock. Is that where he um, had sex with Rosamund Pike's character? No, I think that's the old familiar. Oh, okay. Well, so what? What's yeah. what's the old cock? Tell me. Tell me. The famous cock is the one where he doesn't get into because he was barred. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. Oh, uh, so he, I think that might have some. That might be it. Then he he could be the famous cock because yeah. he that's the only bar they remember him at. Um, yeah, actually, that's ah, that's a good point. Yeah, famous cock. Yeah, and then he doesn't even get to do the drink, so he has to down some like half empties on the outside of it. Oh yeah, they're just sat outside, <laughs> which is grim. Uh, the next one is the cross hands, um, and this is the one where they have the fight in the bathroom. Which side note is a fucking great fight. Oh, it's in brilliant, the and the. Mate, honestly, the, there's the moment that I love because uh, that's the that's the same bar where they reveal that um, his mum isn't actually dead, uh, which yeah. obviously I knew. But come like thinking about it as a first time viewer, you, you've got no indication that that's bullshit um, up until yeah. that point. And Nick Frost like storms in. Simon Pegg's holding a decapitated young child in his hands. <laughs> doesn't um, even notice. Yeah, it. and he doesn't even notice it. He's just so filled with rage. Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> It is great, yeah. Uh, the I think this one is more the pub sign because the pub sign is like five hands all holding onto each other, yeah, against like a sort of tiled background. Um, so I think that's like the teamwork of the fight, yeah, more than likely. Uh, uh, the next one, number five, is the Good Companions. Um, what happens there? Can't remember that one. Number five, that's. Is that is that the one they have to go to? Because obviously they've just figured out what's going on, and now this is when they have to start pretending that they're just having a normal night out, right? Oh yeah, so they have to just like sort of like try to, oh yeah, so to try to sort of fit in. Yeah. So good companions. By the way, that just be... that transition um, is the most perfect use of. I don't know the title of the song, but the the song that says uh, "Show me the way to the uh, next whiskey bar" or something. Um, all and right, I made okay. a special point of listening to the lyrics in that, and it's basically saying that if they don't get where they need to go before someone sees them, they're in deep shit. <laughs> it's really clever. Yeah. Um, which I really <laughs> liked. Uh, and also the way they walk down the town, they're all like, bearing in mind we've seen them like jumping over fences and stuff this whole time, um, walking around the town, they're just cutting across grass. They're walking in perfect uh, formation um all in in time of each other's steps um which i really like it's just yeah. another moment where the visual comedy from edgar wright is just perfect always is always is uh the next one after that is the trusty servant um and this is the one where gary meets up with that old drug dealer who's now <laughs> sort of working for the yeah. network so that one makes sense I like that. Um, I, there's a, there's a moment when he meets um, when he goes, "Oh, how how are you going to know it's him?" And he goes, "We've got a very secretive signal that only he'd be able to pick up on." And he goes there, knocks in like a weird shifty way, and then just straight up says, "Have you got any drugs?" <laughs> it's pretty brilliant. <laughs> uh, I like the next one. Uh, the next one is the two headed dog, uh, and that's where they have the fight with the twins. Oh, that's clever. I really like that. Yeah. So that one makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the mermaid. Um, I think that's the the marmalade sandwich thing. That's the um, uh, the nightclub, isn't it? The, the, the nightclub. Yeah. So that one makes sense. Uh, the next one is the beehive. Um, that's the one where uh, P.S. Brosnan is there. Uh, beehive. I think that's sort of like a 
like a hive sort of thing, like a hive mind, maybe. I don't really know. Oh, that, that no, that could be that could be right because the um, um, was it that they all immediately then come to Pierce Brosnan's defense, don't they? Because they um, yeah, yeah, they all kind of start turning their heads halfway through at the same time, realizing that it's not going to go the way they wanted it to go. After that. It's uh, the king's head, and the king's head, the sign of that is literally just Simon Pegg. Is it? In a wig. Yeah. Have you, have you not seen it? I, I don't It's literally... That. Do you not? No. Oh, mate. Let me try and find a picture of it, because it was literally the spitting image of him. Okay. Uh, um, and that is the where as well. Like, he, they, they are about to leave to just sack it off, but then he just says, no, nah, fuck that. He needs to do it. He needs to finish it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that one. Yeah, which is a good moment. I like that moment. Uh, the next one is the hole in the wall. And there's the one where Steve <laughs> drives the beast through the through Yeah, he the just wall smashes the through the window, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last one, pretty self-explanatory, the world's end. No, could you, could you yeah. explain that one for me, mate? I'm not sure I get that one. Uh, yeah, so it's the one where the world comes to an end. Ah, it all makes sense now, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, amazing. This this movie, upon rewatching it, um, I didn't. I kind of forgot how emotional it can get. Um, all right. Yeah. And how like kind of serious some moments become. Um, obviously, at the end, they have their their moment where they're speaking to the network, and it's it's all a bit of a joke. But before that, when it's just, uh, I think it's the first time that Andy and um, uh, and Gary are alone uh, in the whole yeah. movie, um, apart from when he's convincing him to come to the pub at the beginning. Um, and it's the first time they have to really air out all their problems. Uh, and I love that scene. Um, and also it kind of, it links back to why uh, Gary refused to show them the scar on his arm because he's he's still wearing the AA tag uh, that he's yeah. got. Which I I really really liked. I think it was a, such like a I well done moment. moment. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there's the moment just that entire sequence where like Nick Frost, his character Andy, he gets the chance to just leave, to just sack it off, and to go back home with Steve and just forget about it. But the fact that he actually goes after Gary and literally chases him through a crowd of fucking blanks, yeah, all towards that pub. That's just a great sequence. I, I really enjoyed that. Oh, it's brilliant! Yeah, it's the because um, he he has to go through quite a lot to get there. He so really does. Yeah. What did you? What did you? Because uh, obviously, I know I spoke about the um, the characters' inclusion. Um, what did you think about the individual characters? I really liked them. Yeah, really did. Like I said, I really liked Pete. He, he was probably my favorite of the five, including Gary and uh, Andy. Um, Gary is not a likable character. All. No, <laughs> he's he's just one of the worst people, and I would absolutely never want to be friends with him. That being said, I still enjoyed him. He's like, he's obviously funny uh, and everything like that, and it was and it was fun to watch it, but just not a likable character. But I think that's that's one of the things that they tap into, though, isn't it? Because like everyone, they make a point of saying we were mates with Gary when this behavior was normal. Yeah. And then it's yeah. then he just never grew up and now they're all kind of just trying to shake him off. Uh, and I think they did like a really good job of like showing that he just never grew up, that he's still that exact same kid he was in high school. Because then 
Like when he goes see Pete, he's like, "Oh, you shagged your wife and everything like that." And he's like, "Yeah, I got two kids." He's like, "Oh, twice." Oh yeah, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, and he does that. He does that again with Rosamund Pike when she she just straight up normally says, "I'm going to go to the loo." And he's like, well, that's obviously code for we need to go and have sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Martin Freeman, who I like because he's just Martin Freeman. He's just, I don't know, there's just something about the way Martin Freeman acts, just that, I don't know how to explain it, but just that sort of tone and just overall demeanour he he's has. He's always, every single one of his characters without fail is sarcastic. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, like he could be playing the most straight laced kind of person, but there'll be um, there'll be a sarcastic quip in there because it's, it's Martin Freeman, and like you can't fault it. Martin Freeman does it so well. I think people like Michael Caine just play themselves in pretty much every role. Um, but yeah. they, if they do a good job, they do a good job, and he he he's funny. Um, he's very like. I like that they've made an effort to make him really chatty in this because he's the estate agent character. And they even say, like, oh, yeah. he's got the gift of the gab, basically. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, liked, his, I liked his performance. Um, I, to be fair, I thought all of them were very, very good. They were all good, yeah. I think Steve was probably my least favourite of the group. Not, nothing on him, just out of all the characters, he just stood out to me the least. Um, so, at the end of this movie, um, it's yeah. a very... I, like, I didn't see it ending this way. I kind of but obviously when you look back at it it's kind of the only way it could have ended if they were to kind of beat this alien invasion um what did you think about the whole post-apocalyptic ending it was it was very strange um i wouldn't i wouldn't know if i'd say it's the only way it could have ended i'm, I'm not sure that's the case um but it's it's definitely an interesting way to end it it's like because because the network they were like they mentioned they had taken over like various points all over the world um and obviously without them doing that the world just went to shit like there was no one to hold up society and everything like that and then the pulse obviously wiped out electronics or whatever so so yeah it was in this kind of post-apocalyptic sort of mad max world type yeah. of thing and it's it was quite unexpected. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit out but... of left field, the ending, I think. <laughs> it really is, yeah. When you when you compare it to the rest of the movie, it's very much out of field. <laughs> but I think what I liked the most about that was there was throughout the entire movie, like like I was just saying, Gary has been extremely unlikable. He's someone who has not grown at all he doesn't learn from anything he does he's just a terrible person who is essentially only thinking about him his himself for the majority of the yeah. living and what i like about it at the end is that there is actually some growth with him you can see that he now seems to be sober because he orders a tap water he defies the whole um blanks can't come in because obviously as the world goes on there's obviously this kind of divide um in kind of segregation between blanks and humans. Um, yeah, exactly. And I, and I like that he's just sort of, he's just sort of traveling the world or whatever with his friends from high school, with the blanks, and then just like fucking shit up and kicking the shit out of racists. Yeah. That's fun. I man. mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. <laughs> definitely probably like the best possible outcome for his character, because at the end, if he was, 
you know, that's the only way I can see him staying sober in this kind of post-apocalyptic thing. Like, I wouldn't have bought it if, his, yeah. if the world was just as it was and he just suddenly decided to clean up his act. Um, because he's like yeah. at the start of the movie, he was even he even said like, "Oh, I I I tried to do that. It didn't work." Um, so yeah, no, I I like it. I like the um, I, I don't know why the image of Martin Freeman with a half a football on his head just cracks me up. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that would be yeah, better than weird. having no face. <laughs> well, at least it's something. At least you're not just looking at the inside of a man's head. That's true. Someone throws a coin in his head or something, don't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, they when do. he's when he's walking past and it just kind of rattles around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it when it comes to that scene in the world's end um, with the show, not necessarily a showdown, but just the moment between the network and Gary. What what I love is that the network is defeated by just classic stubborn British annoyingness. And that's oh, literally yeah, it. it. It was like when I first was watching this movie years and years ago, I thought it was kind of like, oh, they're just going to say no. Um, but upon watching it, and I only picked up on the, this recent one um, while watching it uh, today, uh, there's they mistake for for a good while until the network corrects himself. Um, he They mistake Gary King as being the king of the human race. Yeah, they do. Yeah, which is which is quite hilarious um, because that's like the last person you'd want to represent the, the whole planet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he there's yeah, it gets to the point where they just he's talking and then they just start going num, num, and making noises um, <laughs> just to just to fucking piss him off, presumably. Uh, which I which I thought was great. Um, I just love the way Bill Nye like his voice just goes, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> they just leave. <laughs> yeah, he just realizes how pointless it all is. Um, yeah, what were some of your favorite moments? Because obviously, this is a comedy. There's a lot of moments that would probably crack you up, and a lot maybe just emotional moments that you really appreciated throughout the film. But I'm quite interested to hear some of your favorites. One moment I did like it's not really a favorite moment or anything like that. Just one moment where I just kind of looked up and went, "Oh, I know him." Uh, fucking Jim from Friday Night Dinner was one of the barmen. Oh. I, I wrote down about that um, interaction. I loved it. Uh, and he reads, he, he, what he says to them is exactly what Gary King orders in the first pub. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And it's, and, yeah. and in the previous scene, they've said how much they can retain selective things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which I thought was just hilarious and is a, such a good way of doing it. That is a great moment. Yeah. Um, but another one that, which I really liked is uh, the, I guess like the cricket club. Uh, moment where um, they're hiding out from all the blanks because they're still looking for them and at this point it's just Gary, Andy and Steve uh, no Pete's there as well um, and then they have to like show each other that, that they don't have any scars or anything like that Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and there's just the moment where Pete pulls up his leg because he got run over by Gary um, but he pulls up the wrong trouser leg and uh, Andy just goes what the fuck oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he goes oh yes wrong leg wrong leg <laughs> Um, another another thing worth mentioning in that scene, uh, every single wound that they mention, uh, even because I know Andy has two, he's got the one that was in the car crash, um, yeah, and then he also has the the one on his finger. Every single wound that they're mentioned is inflicted by Gary. Yeah, I know. That's a yeah, that's a really um, good which moment. is just another brilliant character building thing. Um, any other moments you liked at all? 
Uh, same scene, but the moment where uh, Gary's talking about he knows that on the beam above Andy's head is the word Gary King carved into it. But Andy's just like, it doesn't say Gary King, it says Gay King. And oh, then yeah. Steve's like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just It's such a stupid joke, but it's probably something it that you definitely stu- do. Yeah. yeah. It's such a stupid juvenile joke, but like as a school <laughs> kid, you would absolutely do that. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, what about you? So I've got a few. Um, I'll go down my list because oh, so one of them that I absolutely love, um, where they are speaking about what they got taught uh, in their English class once upon a time, um, yeah. and it, I don't know. I to this day, I genuinely think it's the exact same shot that Edgar Wright's just played twice for com- uh, for comedic effect. Uh, but if if it is a different take, then he, he says the line the exact same way, and that's the kind of purpose of the joke. Um, when he goes, oh, what when we were um, when we were doing a Winter's Tale, and Gary King goes, yeah, what was it called? And it just immediately cuts back to him going, a Winter's Tale, <laughs> which which I loved. Oh, there's a few moments like that. There's um, one that I really like is um, I think they were, where they're talking about selective memory, and then <laughs> Gary goes, oh yeah, you were saying someone else has selective memory, me. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another another highlight for me is the um, WTF. What the fuck oh, is WTF? Yeah. What the fuck? What oh, the yeah. fuck? Um, it's just it's just brilliant writing. Like I, it's just such a clever way of um, of of telling that moment. Um, that is a great moment. Yeah. Another big highlight: Andy ripping. So traditionally, there's the there's a moment in an action movie where like someone would rip their shirt off on purpose. Um, yeah. especially in the old cheesy ones in this one Andy rips the buttons of his cardigan um yeah. and screams I fucking hate this town before he starts <laughs> um before he starts trying to beat everyone up uh which I loved he does that in the um he does that in the opening montage though in like the exact same pub at the exact same time does he I didn't notice yeah. that yeah the younger version of him does the exact same thing yeah oh my god so it's more of the recreating of the shots which is great yeah um, what else have I put here? Uh, I've I've just wrote down on my notes um, as exactly as I'm going to read it out. Edgar Wright loves people jumping through small windows, <laughs> um, which is true. Uh, he, does he does it in Scott Pilgrim as well. Uh, I think it's also in Hot Fuzz in the pub shootout. It is, yeah. Um, which is which is great. Edgar Wright also loves, although maybe it's more of a staple of the Free Flavors trilogy, but the the fence joke. Oh, the fence joke, yeah. You can't not do yeah. the fence joke. Um, the fence joke is always in there. Yeah, which is which is great. Um, I wrote down something. It's not not necessarily a favourite moment, uh, but it's just something that I quite liked. Uh, in, a, in a very upbeat, fun alien invasion, everyone starts off with a problem. Um, like, for example, um, Pete's been bullied. Stephen loves um, uh, Sam, but ha- hasn't told her. Um what's his name Oliver um actually I was saying that Oliver doesn't really have many problems running through um yeah uh Andy's lost his wife and Gary's obviously a raging alcoholic um and by the end of it every single person's problem is, has solved everyone gets the perfect ending um despite the fact oh, that the yeah, rest actually. of the world goes to shit <laughs> which is great <laughs> um which I, I love that kind of the continuation of the kind of selfishness um of all of those characters really uh, it was brilliant. Yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Interesting. 
Look at you, you little movie buff. Oh, check me out, mate. Yeah, uh, so wrap this up here. So uh, any final thoughts on this movie? Uh, yeah, I would say don't don't discredit the movie just because it's not as well regarded as Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz in particular. Um, it's very important to remember these movies are crafted so creatively and brilliantly, um, and every single one of them is something different. Uh, and this one is, like I said at the beginning, is probably 10 times more creative and funny than 90% of the comedies that big studios are putting out today. 100%, 100%. Um, Yeah, I just echo that and say... Also as well, it's a trilogy in name only. It's a trilogy only because it's made and starring the same people. That's literally it. They don't connect. So don't feel like you have to compare them too much, I would say. Um, Because they're just great individual movies on their own. Um, And this as well, you you don't have to compare it to the other two. It doesn't have to hold up. It can just be enjoyed as a great standalone movie because that's exactly what it what it is, really. I think that's it. Yeah, they if if this yeah, like you're saying, if this movie didn't come out as part of a trilogy, people would just say it's another one of Edgar Wright's brilliant classics. Yeah, exactly, and and it absolutely is. It's it's a great great movie. Uh, so yeah, definitely recommend that anyone check it out if for some fucking reason you haven't and you're listening to this. <laughs> of which the margin for that is probably very small. Um, very tiny. How, yeah. uh, well, so let's say how happy of a pod was this for you? <laughs> uh, this was a very happy pod for me. Yeah, Like I said, it, was, it had been a while since I first saw it. Um, so it was essentially like seeing it again for the most part. So yeah, had a really good time watching it. Um, and yeah, like I said, I would just recommend it to anyone. So yeah, really good. Well, since you didn't ask, uh, for me, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> how happy of a pod was this movie for you? Uh, this was, uh, a laugh out loud pod for me. Um, I really enjoyed everything about this um i think this is the funniest one out of the trilogy and i yeah like even if you're not comparing it to the trilogy it's it's just hilarious um yeah i just thoroughly enjoyed it there's i think not there's not a single like 10 second time frame that passes without me getting another laugh from this film so it's a really good time absolutely i absolutely echo that um all right so that was the world's end um that's another one all done. Uh, if you like this, let us know. Uh, leave a comment somewhere. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Let us know how happy of a pod it was for you. Whatever the fuck that means. We still don't know yet ourselves. We're still figuring this out. Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought. And then I guess we'll see you in the next one. Another happy pod. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.